Hello, I'm Ian Abernethy, and you're listening to Karate Cafe. Paul, stop. Stop calling me. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by your name here. Visit your website for all your goods or services. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul Wilson here with another episode of Karate Cafe. Off my center line, as ever, my good friend Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? I am doing well, and uh, it's been a while. It has been a while. It was. I would like to call it a summer hiatus, but it wasn't really planned. Um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was vaguely planned. Um, but uh, as many people, well, actually many people, I guess some of you and some people on Facebook, and some people on Twitter uh, know that I was uh, traveling this summer, uh, heading uh, up to Montreal uh, to spend some time and uh, trying like heck to visit Dojo along the way. That is, of course, with our, uh, uh, how you say, um, uh, gypsy-like travel. Right. I would either be someplace for a day and, like, you know, by the time we got in and got set up and everything like that, Anybody I contact would already have classes going or had already just finished. And then in some places, we ended up staying there like a week. <laughs> and, and like I could just never get synced up with, with people because it was summer. So from what I find right. out, as I moved farther east where there's actual weather in the winter and actual winter, uh, people like tend to disappear in the summer. So uh, there was a lot of times where there was holidays and there was people who were like we're on a summer schedule and uh, it made right, because you you hit places that where they were closed, even though the schedule said that they had an active class. Yeah, yeah, there was, and that was the thing. It was like uh, one place I I visited, and um, yeah, I checked their Facebook page, I checked their their, their web page, and all the stuff like that, and showed up, and there was no class. And then mm-hmm. I messaged them, and then they they got around to messaging me and said like, "Oh, well, we're we're on summer break or or whatever," and, was, and so they weren't checking their uh, their messaging, and so as especially as when there's somebody who has a commercial space, and I presume that in some cases that's you know a commercial job. It's like, and, and granted, they weren't going to make any money off me except maybe a mat fee, but uh, it's like you know someone. But see, that's not true. I mean, people have to realize that um, you may have gone in there, and then you may have mentioned it on the podcast or on the Facebook group, and somebody that lived in that area may have i mean if you know it's funny it makes me think that uh what do they say like 90 percent of restaurants uh fail in their first year and it's mostly because a good chef does not necessarily make a good uh, business owner and i think the same can often apply to to the martial arts and that okay you may be a yeah you may be a fantastic martial artist um but that doesn't mean you're a good business owner. And and one of the things about owning a business is having consistent hours. Um, because what happens is, is that if, if you're closed when people think you're open, um, that person's not – they don't they, – they generally don't come back unless they're super motivated. So if you get some walk-in traffic and it's a day that you're supposed to be open and you're not because – Oh, nobody showed up for class, so I'm just going to close the doors. Or, oh, uh, you know, things have been slow, so I'm going to cancel the face. Uh, 
you know, I'm going to cancel this class on the Facebook group. Um, if somebody walks in and it's all locked up and your hours on your door say you should be open and you're not, uh, there's a, there's a big likelihood that somebody's just going to be like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the other place tomorrow and then just never come back. So yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of the places that I, uh, ran, met up at was with, that was smaller town. So I'm sure mm-hmm. like when there's only one or two, uh, martial arts schools in town, <laughs> Right. You know, you kind of kind of know, so yeah, but um, a bit of a monopoly. Yeah. So, and but again, that's what I, I found like in the past driving around is places that are are the only game in town. They really, you know, from a like when you go to their website, you know, generally there's not a whole lot put into their website. Uh, right. And sometimes there, there's stuff that you read, you go like, that's that's just you know weird, or that's you know. <laughs> That's uh, patently full. You know, there's some really interesting dojo names and stuff like that. And I'm sure part of it's marketing and, and whatnot. But if you're the only game in town, how much do you have to market? Uh, but- well, not only that, but if you're the only game in town, you know, you <laughs> you really probably fall into the trap of wanting to please everybody. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I did have a few people that, that reached out to me and, you know, they, it was because they, they were off or, you know, they reduced schedule mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, I got invited after the fact sometimes. Um, because oh. like, like say they were, they were after, they're like, Oh, if you're still around, definitely come by. And of course we had already like split by that time. So, uh, and we had, uh, uh, one listener in, um, uh, I think Iowa, um, or Ohio. And, uh, I guess he didn't notice me posting the thing. So by the time he noticed me, he's like, he's like, you're in town. And, <laughs> and we were leaving the next day and we'd been there like a week, just like knocking around and whatnot. And, uh, so, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, I did run into some people that were very, you know, open. But I think one of the things I did find out, I took a little test. I did an informal scientific uh, test was I would um, I would take a group of people, like if I had like maybe 10 people to email, and I would do half from um, my oh. do- my dojo account, and I would do half from like my personal account my, my my personal gmail account and then later i would do it where i would email and and basically i got like my my thesis was if they see that i am a martial artist and a martial arts instructor they're most people don't want me near their school which is kind of what right, I. right they're less likely to, to reply which is kind of strange i mean i'm passing through i just want to come work out uh anyway uh so that was kind of Part of that. That is really interesting. But then I started emailing people from my Karate Cafe account, um, which, as you all know, everyone can reach out and uh, send questions, comments, or concerns to Paul at Karate Cafe or Gmail, Karate Cafe at gmail.com. And uh, I would get responses back from the the Karate Cafe because I was just some podcast guy passing through. Where, you know, (laughs) if they went to the, you know, about section and saw that. I had a school and whatever, but apparently that didn't happen because I got a lot more responses from using my credit cafe. And now that I'm here in Montreal, uh, in lovely uh, Quebec, in um, the socialist dystopia of Canada, I uh, have been getting a lot of people that I that I emailed to come come by and work out, and I've gotten a, a pretty good response right there too. So, so I'm wow. not I'm not saying it's because you know I'm awesome and they're worried. But I think some people are just, as instructors, are less than worried, which is, you know, one of the things where I met up with um, uh, uh, Francois, one of the guys from 
that's part of the credit culture group or you oh, know, yeah. uh, Francois Poisson and he, uh, he has Karate Mascouche up in Mascouche, um, Quebec, just north of, uh, and he invited me to a class and a really good class and, uh, really good students, really super nice. Uh, and you know, he was totally like, come, come work out, come anytime. And, um, when I talked to him about maybe starting a class here in Montreal, he was like, I'll come down and help you. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Probably because within 10 minutes, he realized that he was far better than I am. <laughs> and so, so let me, wow, wow. and he was like, I, I got nothing to worry that. about. I got nothing to worry about from this schmuck. So, or, and, but let me ask you this too. Is, is, um, is that his full-time job? Yes. Yes. It's it uh, yeah, him and his father. Yeah. He's got a really nice school, really nice, big space and two rooms and, uh, it's classes all the time. Wow. And uh, But I was originally uh, invited to work out. I started talking to him about my way, uh, but the first person I trained with uh, was uh, Robert Anger, who trains at Dojo uh, Tanse here in Montreal. And he's a listener. Hey, Robert. And uh, he invited me. He was like, totally, come up, come work out with us. And so he was the first guy uh, I met. And I, I took the metro. I got the full experience. I jumped on the metro, and it was like a 40-minute metro ride. Uh, oh. you know, across town and a bus and I got there, but super nice guys, really great. Uh, his, um, his sensei, Luciano sensei was super well, everybody there was super welcoming and, uh, Kyokushin guys. So really good hard workout, uh, had a super sweaty gi when I was done. Uh, and then, uh, Robert and I, and as a side note, Robert's last name is Anger, but it's spelled Angers. So I was like, dude, that's like the best karate name, Sensei Angers. I mean, or Anger Sensei. Careful, you're going to Anger Sensei. Anyway, but uh, really, really super nice guy. Great workout. And now we're actually going to go see my close personal friend, Ian Abernathy, in Toronto oh. at the end of the month. He was like, yeah, let's go. So so for all the people who, you know, was kind of standoffish, you know, allegedly and purposely or, or overtly, uh, when I got here, I met more than a couple of people that were very like, Hey, come work out. So, uh, that was a great experience, you know, and the whole bilingual thing is, you know, kind of, you know, so I'm hearing stuff <clears throat> and, and that also helped for, uh, anyone who might remember that just a couple of years ago, I kind of made the decision to start using, uh, Japanese terminology. And instead of, uh, most people in our federation in the United States use English. So middle block, high block, you know, front kick, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I started using Japanese because I'm noticing a lot of schools that I go to, like Shotokan schools and stuff like that, or Japanese schools especially, but I mean, uh, are using Japanese terminology. And so that's kind of the shared lingo. So I decided to start doing that. And that really helped, especially when I was uh, training with Francois, because they're very French up For there. Sure. And so he was like, uh, he, and he has very good English. And uh, one of his students was... Uh, Appointed my translator, and um, but uh, it, it, come to find out, we didn't really need it because we were using the Japanese terminology, and it's physical stuff, right? You're you, you know, I mean, right. you're blocking, you're punching, you're doing throws, you're doing takedowns, uh, you know, you're destroying foundation, all, and, all that stuff. Yeah, and, and oftentimes, if you if you if you understand numbers, you can get the count. Right, and yeah, that's no. fine too. And so, so you've got you got count, you've got technique, and maybe the only place you need it is that if. You break out and have some discussion about uh, a particular technique. Or yeah, something. if it was like a finer point, but he 
you know, but I mean, it's a physical art. So he was doing stuff where, you know, I mean, he would do the technique. He has to demonstrate the technique. And, and he's talking about, right. okay, it's from Pinan Shodan. And we're doing this, you know, Joranuke, you know, Chudanuke, Baba, you know, he's talking a thing. And, and he would look at me, but it'd be in French. I'd be like, <laughs> I love your French, by the way. Well, it I, sounds good. I, I speak. I do speak. You've been working on it, right? I, yeah, I do speak fluent Canadian. That's that's one thing. Um, but uh, and then he would look at me, and he goes like, "Do I need to translate?" <laughs> and right. Usually no, but, because you right know, sounds like most of it was in Japanese anyway. Yeah, you know, well, the high points was like, okay, I know I need to throw a high block in there. I know I need to go right. into you know. Uh, uh, you know, a, a, a metal block of some kind or whatever, and then you know, with a with a punch. And I'm like, okay, cool, I got all those. But I mean, he would demonstrate them, and anyway, so that that went swimmingly. And and like I say, and so and I'm, a couple of guys, I was working with one of his black belts who was just, you know, like I was like I was fighting Ivan Drago. I mean, he was just like it's like hitting a piece of steel. He was just, he was this big <laughs> muscle, you know, Kyokushin guys just like to you know. Yeah, slug it out. Crazy. And uh, uh, but these guys also had a ground game. But anyway, uh, you know, we were doing whatever, and like, and we, you know, his English wasn't that great, but we we made it happen. You know, so it's it that's kind of a, a joining point. If if you know, I wasn't that worried about it because I had the terminology on one side. I knew it was a physical thing on the other, and there were a couple people that spoke English, and you know, it was all going to work out. And, uh, and indeed it was, it was great. It was fine. And then even at the end, he was like, Hey, show us some of your, you know, some of the stuff you do, you know? And, yeah. uh, and so we talked about that for, you know, like five minutes or so. And I found that hard because explaining some of the nuancey stuff. And so he had to explain it a little bit, but, um, right. If you were taking them through a class, that might be different, but he explicitly asked you about the the nuanced differences. Right, know. right. So, uh, yeah. but it, it was a good time uh, and at all. And so, and I've contacted some other dojos. And again, it was, everybody I contacted when I first got here, it was summer. And a lot of them closed shop, you know, and they, they so, uh, they remember many of them started again this week. School is back in session here. So everyone's kind of starting this week. So I'm probably going to meet up with some, uh, some people and visit some cools. And tonight, even as, after uh, we get out of the massive Karate Cafe studio, uh, I'm going to go work out with some people in the park uh, that's across the street from our, our apartment. So, karate happens. And what is, is that? A, what, are the, what do they practice? Uh, they don't practice anything. <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> I put a thing on Craigslist or Craigslist as they call it here, uh, wow. and um, actually on Facebook too on some of the, the local groups. And there was a, some guys because and actually the people that um, are coming tonight. Uh, it's a married couple. The wife speaks, they're from France. They're French, French. And the wife has some English, but the, the husband has like zero English, but he really wants to train. So I've been firing up Google translate and like trying to like get some words and, you know, and trying to be able to, cause I'll be able to demonstrate it, but I want to be able to say, you know, whatever it is in French and try right. and, uh, uh, make them feel good because in Quebec they're very you know Montreal not so much but Quebec in general is you know they're very they're very French you know when you get outside Montreal and in some places in Montreal it's it's French is a thing so uh but you know a punch is is a universal language so and we'll see what happens it is well that's that's exciting yeah and, I'm, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it and then I mess my workout too <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding 
so it's it's interesting because um I don't know what do you what do you think about uh teaching the the Japanese names for the techniques versus English I know that oftentimes the the English is easier for beginners because they can remember the technique based on its name um like Wing Chun for example I don't know about other schools but the school that that I, I think for most Wing Chun schools, um, the Chinese name is used, and and really, it's we never we never refer to the the Bong Sao as the shoulder hand, you know. Right. Um, it, it's it's always a Bong Sao, and you just kind of learn what a Bong Sao is. Right. Well, like for um, us, like a, a mental block, a Chudanuke, for us mm-hmm. in, in our system is a little different than in some other systems. So, right. so again, that kind of ties back to the whole, uh, you know, concepts and principles and applications kind of thing is, you know, the concept of a mental block is, is encompassed by the name, you know, for Chudanuke means, you know, it's mental block, right? So, uh-huh. and I know there's hipsters out there that say, well, uki actually means, you know, just let it go, okay. Uh, but, you know, is, is you're blocking to the middle or you're blocking high or you're blocking low, you know, or you're blocking in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a shuto block means knife, you know, it's knife hand. So you're blocking, it's talking about the part of the hand that you're blocking with. It has maybe not so much to do with your arm. So to me, that's kind of a placeholder for the concept. It's like, this is the concept. You're blocking this way. The actual, uh, application and principle behind it is, um, localized to your system. It, it kind of in my head. So, you know, if, if, if you block, you know, in the middle with your knuckles out, <laughs> vice with your knuckles maybe, you know, perpendicular to, you know, the target or something like that. But that's still yeah. encompassed in the, you're blocking in the middle. So <clears throat> um, I, for me, that's, that's what I think when, when I'm talking to somebody. So like here, you know, I just looked up the words for metal block. Uh, if I'm talking to, you know, anybody that's in, in, a, in a Japanese style or... A style derived from a Japanese style. What am I going to style? If you say, you know, Chudanuke, uh-huh. they're going to know you're blocking somewhere basically in your core. You know, and right. so now they may apply it differently, but that's, you know, relative to their system. That's not relative to the, the concept of the block. So that's why <clears throat> I don't get too uh, wrapped up in that. And I think it's, it's it, why I wanted to kind of do it because I wanted to keep the concept sound of, so like when I do the when I did the uh, uh, seminars, and I knew I had Korean guys coming, I would try and find the, the whatever the term was for metal block in Taekwondo, you know, or in Korean. Right. So that way, you know, I say like, okay, you're doing here, you're doing something like a middle block, you know. But if everyone speaks English, it doesn't matter, right? But if right, well, and I, I mean, I was just thinking to myself, even if even if you have a hundred percent English audience and. Uh, you, you know, you teach in the U.S. and things like that. One genuine advantage of teaching your students in the language of the art, let's say, um, is that is kind of exactly what you're experiencing now, where, uh, you know, if if you teach middle block as middle block and um you know, I guess as, as you get advanced, you, you learn the other, you learn the, the Japanese for it. But, um, if, you know, a student that, 
uh, has been going for six months or a year or whatever, if they've been taught from the beginning uh, the the Japanese names for everything, then if they travel, um, especially internationally, then they can communicate. They they have some rudimentary communication with other people if they visit a dojo um, in in another land. You know, uh, if you just always teach middle block as middle block, then then it's it makes it a lot tougher. I I think I guess I think there's an advantage, um, and also there's a I don't know a, 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 a mystery to it or or something cool about learning the uh, the original terminology in my opinion, and yeah. as well just like um, especially for the 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 Chinese, I would imagine the Japanese is the same way. But for the Chinese, um, like a um, uh, a tan sao, I believe is kind of uh, it translates to laying hand or resting hand, right? And so it 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 not only like gives you the physical description, um, but it also kind of describes somewhat of the intention as well. You know, like you said, the, the, the Shuto is, is, is not necessarily like the, uh, the, the blade or whatever. I mean, I don't know if that's the case or not, but again, it's like it, it has, it, I don't know, it just has more meaning than just a simple description of, of, of the technique itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is also one of the reasons why I decided to pivot and start doing, um, the Japanese terminology, because one of the things that we, we hype in my system and in my federation is the, the history of where it came from. So I think, you know, that's important. That's, you know, they're, they're, again, they're the, the martial hipsters out there that will talk that, you know, there's, there's waves every now and again. Yeah. You'll, you'll see it on Facebook. They'll talk about like, well, uki doesn't mean block. It means to receive. And then they start going down that road. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That, that, that gives you a better idea of, well, uh, of how it's applied. You know, or or how or a concept of, uh, or a principle on on how you apply that technique. You know, right. um, that the downside about that is is then you'll start getting again the martial hipsters who who go way too a deep, little you know, wrapped around the axle. Yeah, and they get really too wrapped up in semantics. So, yeah. um, and I think semantics, that's one of the things that I did to kind of get rid of the semantics of you know. So if we go to somebody and they say you know do a do a chudanuke. And they punch, and I do a, a chudanuke, I do a metal block, you know, and they might say, like, oh, well, we do them like this. But, you know, because I, mean, I, I was at a school a, a couple years ago. I was in, yeah. um, in Minneapolis, and I went to a school, and, uh, you know, we were doing, they're like, chudanuke. And so I did, you know, my block. And they were like, oh, no, no, it's like this. And, and I was like, okay, you're too caught up in that. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was right. like kind of a junior instructor, and she was running the class, and the senior instructor was the other thing. And like she, so she'd constantly stop and try and change the things that I was wow. doing slightly different. And I'm like, you're, you know, you're losing the, the thread. You know, it's what you well, and not only that, but it's, I, I mean, if that obviously, if that person knows your experience, to kind of like, you could have a side conversation that was a deep dive into all the subtle differences, but. If you're going to do it how you do it because that's how you do it, and the rest of the class is going to do it how they do it, then doesn't really matter, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I try, just, just, 
I try and get along, go with whatever it is, and usually I'll see it the first time. When someone comes to my, my dojo and I, I demonstrate and I know they're from another school, uh, right. another system, I, I tend to, like when we were doing the basics and stuff, is I stand in front of them and I do whatever the basic is. Like, you know, we're like, okay, number next, yeah. and we're getting ready to do whatever the, the next te- technique is. I'll do it so they see, you know, kind of right. what's going on. So they have a, but, but, you know, generally, if anyone's got a, a good level of training, they can catch up. And yeah, and I don't care. You know, if, if they're just coming for a workout, well, that's the thing. They're still going to get a workout. If they're coming for a workout, what's it matter if their technique is spot on exactly like yours is? It just doesn't, like, they're just coming for a workout. If, if their middle block looks different than your middle block, who the hell cares? Right. I guess the only reason you might care is if you have a junior student that starts following that person or something, but that would be a weird situation. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's just that, like, that, 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 uh, but, what's the matter? But, and then I, and so when I, and when I have people that come train with me from other, that have trained in other systems and stuff like that, I've, you know, I openly encourage them, like, ask me the question, ask me why I'm doing that. You know, if I tell you, you know, we're blocking this way and you're used to blocking, you know, a version of that. Like, yeah. Don't get, you know, I, I don't want you to go, you know, you're not blocking right. And I also, but I also don't want you to go like, well, they're not blocking right because that's not the way I've seen it blocked. Screw this guy. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm asking the question I, and I'll do that probably. And sometimes it may take like, you know, a couple, three weeks of, of ask me the question, especially like sometimes if I'm doing a technique and I can see their face get kind of questioning. You know, yeah. like, like what that's about, what's that all about? I'm like, ask me the question because, right. you know, I've, I've got to justify it to myself and my students <clears throat> as, as well as, of, you know, why am I doing it that way? And, you know, as an instructor, you can't say, because that's the way we do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't, no. you know, I, I, you should, you, you should have a reasoning behind that. Uh, well, and I think too, that the, the, a lot of the culture of, of many of the martial arts um, comes from the, the, the Asian culture, which has a very, uh, respect, a very high respect for respect. I guess is the only way to say that. So like questioning an instructor or asking, why do you do it that way? Or, you know, that sounds a lot like doubt, which then is very disrespectful. And, I think that it's been a long road to work away from that culture and that perspective of, especially if, if you have somebody that comes for a workout, um, and they're of relative high rank, um, I, you know, if, I don't know if, if I were somebody, you know, green belt or, you know, between green and black or whatever, I, I would, I don't know if I would be comfortable saying, Hey, why do you do it that way? Because a lot of people see that as a challenge, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, we're just training. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I well, just want to work thing, out. Right. Yeah. 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 So and, we, and, yeah, not everything is a challenge. All right. So, you know, and there's, uh, so, uh, but speaking of challenges, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge of trying to teach, you know, in, you know, essentially three languages, you know, two of which I don't really speak. So, uh, and, uh, it's, uh, and, uh, it's, 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 it should be fun. I was watching a video of a, there's a guy around the corner who does Sistema 
uh, Kevin okay. Sakors, and I was going to go visit him. Uh, he also does Japanese jiu-jitsu, and so I was going to stop in and um, say hi to him. And what, I already sent him an email. And, uh, anyway, but I watched some videos of his on YouTube, and so he teaches in, in English and French, and I'm, I assume he's from here because his French was, was really good, and he just he would shift effortlessly between the two, like explaining stuff. He was yeah. talking, he was talking fairly technically. And I was just like, okay, well, that's going to be a long time for me. <laughs> so <laughs> well, but, I can't, I can't wait for you to see that guy because I have been publicly skeptical of Sistema. It looks like a crazy person's art to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I've, 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 the way I've looked at it uh, myself has, has been kind of like, um, okay. Um, and he seems to do a lot of, of grappling. A lot of his videos are about, are about grappling and stuff. And uh, But he does Japanese jiu-jitsu too. And he says they don't do a lot of in-gi jiu-jitsu. Uh, I guess it's, you know, he's got a, you know, he's, he's got his uh, instructorship in Japanese jiu-jitsu and he just kind of melds it all together. Um, so, but I would like to see, because some of the concepts that I have seen in the Sistema videos, I'm like, okay, yeah. I see that in what we do a little bit, you know, so... Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm. I'm. Hopefully, I'm going to drop by and maybe see him next week. Uh, I've got, yeah. like I say, a lot of people are starting up their training, so now I'm going to try and, you know, go drop in and say hi to people, um, as it goes. But, uh, but again, it's been a pretty good. Like, uh, there's a lot of martial arts here, and there's a lot of, uh, mostly Kyokushin and, and Shotokan, but there's pretty much everything else you're looking for. There's a Wing Chun school down the street. Uh, there's a Kung Fu oh, school cool. down the street. Yeah. So. Uh, it's a hopping, so I'm I'm hoping to say hi to everybody before the snow hits. Very cool. Well, that should be a fun little, uh, fun little adventure. It should be, and uh, so again, yeah. At the end of the month, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see my close personal friend Ian Abernathy. I'm also trying to get him on the show. Uh, I want to talk to him about his uh, uh, long distance seminar that uh, he uh, has started doing. He, I can't remember if uh, some people remember. I guess last January he was supposed to do a seminar in in Dallas, Texas, in the U.S. of America, and he got turned away at the airport uh, due to a visa issue. And, oh, yeah. And so apparently there was a big rigmarole, a bunch of paperwork, and he wasn't going to be able to get it hammered out anytime soon. So he did a, uh, a remote seminar with some guys, I think, in South Carolina or North Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Uh, anyway, I want to have him on to talk about that because that's kind of an interesting you know, telepresence has changed so much in, you know, the time that we've been doing this show. Uh, and so that may be like a viable yeah, thing. Like, I'm super curious what exactly he means by that. Is that like he he has a, a Skype camera sitting up and like people are engaging with him in a in a in a live way? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. It, that, that's no that's kidding. the uh, the flow I got. Uh, I trade some emails, but anyway, so I'm going to try and get him and uh, the review of his DVD uh, and the guys at Credit Culture. Uh, we need to. Uh, they just put out another DVD, a video DVD on oh. uh, Pinon Shutdown applications. So we're going to review that, and uh, maybe we'll do that all for the next one, and then we'll try and get Ian on before uh, we see him in. Oh, I'd love to talk to Ian again. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's coming down the pipe. Uh, and um, as many of you may have noticed, we we no longer have Piranha Gear as a sponsor. Um, so uh, such is life. It's, it's not like we're making a ton of cash off this deal anyway. Uh, so again, remember, go to our uh, 
Amazon link, cardacafe.com slash Amazon, and buy stuff there to help support uh, your favorite podcast. Yay. Yay. Uh, Yay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this is just a quick one. I think we're going to try and uh, get back down to the green room and uh, relax after getting back on the horse. That's and, right. I'm exhausted now. That I is, know. I just tell you. <laughs> boy, you know, you don't, you don't work out for a few months, and uh, it's, it's like starting all over again. That's right. Now i got to try I gotta try and remember how to edit this thing. I feel like a white belt podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> and those would say that we are. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> that's a little quick overview of the summer and and whatnot. And uh, Dan, always great to talk to you. Always a pleasure, Paul. And we will talk to you all again. I swear, very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, Contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.